I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. I'm the host of Best of Us Investors. I'm the chief of the tribe, and I'm building Bus 13, a portfolio that is based on the uh, best companies in the field of AI. Bus 13 is about b- rebuilding the internet, and then Bus 12 will be about those people who will deliver uh, the AI to the rest of the world. And Homer wrote me and said, you're overlooking the most the best company in AI in the world in Palantir. And I don't argue with you, uh, Homer. Palantir is probably the best AI company in the world. After all, since 2003, they have been building an internet-based system that basically gives the government anything and everything that they want to know about what's happening anywhere in the world from the data that has been gathered in the past. So is a Palantir the best AI company in the world? There is no doubt. But why is it that I will not put it on my bus 12 portfolio? It's because they don't make any money. Now, wait a second. They do make money. They just don't, they keep it to themselves. They are a company that has been run since 2003 based on rewarding their executives, their, their workers, uh, for the good job they did. And they did a fabulous job. I want to go into it. I want you to understand the 20 reasons why I don't own Palantir. And if you want to match my knowledge, you're going to have to go examine their financials all the way back to 2003 when they were founded to 2020 when they were IPO'd and then what has happened in the last three years and then what I project what will happen in the next five years. No doubt, Homer, they are the best AI company in the world. And I'll show you what I'm going to do with it in the future. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Now, the first reason that I don't own Palantir is this. Understand this. Alex Kemp got paid $1 billion in 2020 as the CEO of Palantir. Why did that happen? Who did that? Did he do that? No. Peter Thiel did that. Peter Thiel was the original financer. Peter and other investors raised $3.3 billion between 2003 and 2020 to get Palantir off the ground. And uh, Alex Kemp was the CEO and was responsible for that. And since he did it so well, Peter wrote him a check for over $1.1 billion as his salary for bringing Palantir to IPO. Now, what you need to recognize is how an IPO works. You get a group of investors who put up, in this case, $3.3 billion to get it off the ground. And then, the, and as a result of that, there were 600,000 shares held by those angel investors, if you will, including Peter Thiel, including Alex Kemp, and anybody and everybody else who funded the company from 2003 to 2020, okay? They then issued an additional uh, 1.2 million shares that they put on the market for 
at $10 a share. That happening gave paid back the $3.3 billion that the angel investors had put up. Understand, they, 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 they got their money back, okay? They continued to hold their shares because these were new issued shares who went out to the public. So that anything that then happened was gravy. So if, in fact, as the stock rose to $34 a share on February uh, the first 2021, those original investors basically tripled their investment after they'd already been paid back their investment. And they probably still hold shares as that goes. So what is the, how is the company then moving forward and not making any money? Well, if we'll look at their financial statement, we'll see so let's go to the computer and understand the financial statement. If you own this stock and you do not have access to their financial statement, then you're not an investor. You're a gambler. Let's go to Seeking Alpha and see if we can't understand how this company works and how it might work as artificial intelligence becomes a big winner. Okay, let's start our financial analysis of Palantir and our understanding of their past and current and future financials at the um, uh, Seeking Alpha summary page. And as you can see, uh, in one year, the uh, Palantir is up 50%. If we bring that down to year to date, it's up 140%. And you can see it is all happened since May the 8th of this year. Someone woke up and and you can see in the volume as well, it picked up and said this this is a company that has a future in AI. So let's but let's understand the past first. And this is their income statement. This is um, the revenues that they have generated going back to 2019. Recognize they IPO'd in 2020. And so the revenues from 19 to um, to uh, 2022 have gone from 700 million to uh, 1.9 billion. Revenues are great. This is a growing company. Why aren't we invested in it? Well, let's look at their income. Uh, oh, let's look first at their gross profits. Uh, their gross profits are one point, let's call it $1.5 billion on revenues of 1.9. That's admirable. But let's drop down here, and what is their operating income? They're losing on that 1.4 gross profit. They're losing $161 million. How can that be? Well, it gets even more interesting. When you add in their cost of doing business, and we'll see how this happens, that drop, that loss goes from, 161 million to 370 uh, million lost. And their projected loss for 2023 is 250 million. How does that happen? Well, uh, what I would suggest you do is you go and do what I did and find their um, 2021, this is the latest I could find, annual report. And you go to page 86 
of their annual report because they don't want this to be on the front page. And this is their revenue from 2019, 2020, and 2021. They are a money-making company. They have doubled their revenue um, uh, since from 19. 2019 to 2021. They have more than doubled their gross profits from, 20, uh, from 2019 through 2021. They co- you come down here, though, and we say losses from operations, and they have uh, actually improved themselves. They more than doubled or came close to doubling from 19 to 20. Again, this is when they IPO'd, okay? And now in 2021, it went down from 1.1 billion to 400 million loss. Now, uh, then we say loss from operations. Um, then we see other losses from operations, and that amounts to 488 uh million dollars. And then it says provisions from taxes. So their total losses become $520 million. Now, as you can see, their their operating expenses include sales and marketing, research and development, and general administrative. That to me says these are the people that work for us. Okay. Drop down here and look at this. This is, and I want to keep them both available, this is total uh, stock-based compensation expense. So of this sales and marketing of $614 million, $242 million of it is in stock-based compensation. Of this $387 million in research and development cost, 150 of it is in uh, stock-based compensation. General administrative, half of it is stock-based compensation. So where are all their profits going? They're going to the employees in stock-based compensation, which at the same time dilutes your shares as these people do a good job and, and are the, some of the best paid people in their industry, they're getting stock in this country company with the promise that if you stay here and you work for us and we're the best AI company in the world, that stock-based compensation is going to make you a billionaire. And we will one day we will get to that. That's the promise at Palantir. Now, you as a stockholder are sitting and wondering, why can't this company make any money? Now, let's go back to the financial statement and take a look at what are have their earnings per share in the past been. And here we go. We start with, and let's start with 2020. They lost $1.19 for every share that was out there. 27 cents in 2021, 18 cents in 2022, and projected for 2023, it will be 12 cents. But then let's go back to that page where we were on earnings and earnings estimates and see what the analysts and the executives at Palantir are saying. 
they are saying that the earnings per share in 2023 will grow from a negative number to a positive number of 21 cents or an increase of 253%. If that's true, then Palantir is a profitable company. Now they're projecting that their earnings will grow at roughly a rate of somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 24% over the following years. Now, Homer, this is a company that is maybe the best artificial intelligence company in the world in their niche and maybe in the whole world that is going to start making money. Understand what happened, what Peter Thiel did, and let's talk about that. What Peter Thiel did was hire a very bright showman and said, look, if you will build me a company in this artificial intelligence world, in this data world that is being created, and you can build it, and this was in 2003, to something that we can then IPO uh, some in, in 2020, I will pay you a good wage between now and 2020, and then I'll give you a, a billion-dollar check when it goes IPO. Then we will spend I don't know how many years rewarding our employees with stock options, with, with stock-rewarded, stock-based compensation until we get to a point that we want to turn this thing on and make it a money-making profitable machine. And I think we are at that doorstep right now. And it's become made possible because of the advancements in artificial intelligence. And I believe back in 20. Uh, 2003, Peter knew this was coming. He didn't know how long it would take, but he knew it was coming, and he was going to build the behemoth in the field of artificial intelligence, specializing on government and security measures. And so, Homer, is this the best best, uh, AI company in the world? You might be right, and it might turn profitable. And if it does that, it will get a seat on the bus 12. Because if they can do what they've done in the past and grow their revenues, but stop paying their employees with stock-based compensation, I mean, for God's sakes, all they got to do is turn that spigot off and they're a profitable company. Now you add to that, the potential growth factor that's going to be created by artificial intelligence, and they're a money-making machine, okay? So, uh, Homer, you got this one right, and I want to thank you for pointing it out to me and forcing me to go into their financial statements and go into their annual reports and build a picture of what's happened over the last 20 years and wipe away the 20 reasons why I won't buy Palantir today, but I just might tomorrow. 
If this is the kind of investment knowledge that you want, the first thing you need to do is to subscribe to Seeking Alpha so that you have the resources available to you that I have, so that you can do this kind of work on your own and find out, do I or don't I want to invest in Tesla? No, I won't invest in that one either. So, if but as i look at their financials and i understand what's happening in china i just might so go into the description the first thing you should do is subscribe to seeking alpha there's a discount through the link that uh, you'll find in the description then the next thing you should do if you really want to become an investor is join our tribe and you'll do that by going into the link to the discord and when you get to the discord sign up up for the premium or the uh, yeah the premium plus it's going to be twenty dollars it's going to give you a seat on bus 13 as well as the bus 12 that's coming down the street right now and oh my the way you might find volunteer on that bus (music) 